1: Harvey! Let me guess, you're upset. I got you that information through my grandmother. Your idea, not mine. Look, I know you might have been hatched in a pod, but family actually means something to me. And I gave you that information to help the nurses, not strong-arm them. Were you okay with the first deal we presented to Nell? That is not the point. That's exactly the point, because this is a contract that our client can actually afford. Harvey! Enough! You think I was joking when I asked if you were ready to stick it to the nurses? I wasn't. I know you don't like this part of the job, but it's part of the job. If Prescott gives in to their demands, they go out of business, the nurses get nothing, it's a win-win. That's bullshit. It's a win because you beat Daniel. (laughs) I work with him, I work with you, I work with him. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that you're playing each other and you're using me to do it. Do you know what? I get that something's going on between the two of you, but I don't want to be caught in the middle of it ever again. Suits season two episode three is over and if you want to hear us talk about meet the new boss then Suits yourself I'm Rob Sestrino back here with the guy whose grandma would never call him the p-word it's
0: Chappelle Chappelle how are you you obviously don't know my grandma (laughs) Uh, I'm (laughs) sure your grandma just says you're the man She's called me way worse than that. You're way the man. Way worse than that, and she means it in her heart, heart and soul. I love my granny <laughs> so much. Uh, but yes, uh, it's me. I'm back, and we are back. Rob, are you excited to talk about Suits episode three?
1: Yes. Okay. Season two. Yeah. yeah. So uh, episode with some fun guest stars here, and mm-hmm. with uh, Margot Martindale and Rachel Harris are gonna show up here uh, in this episode, and then also uh, we're gonna have uh, Daniel Hardman here in. Pearson Hardman to be an antagonist to Harvey and to Jessica. And uh, we're full steam ahead here in season two of Suits.
0: Yes, this is my kind of carrying on, Rob. First of all, love character actress Margot Martindale. Love her every time I see her. I was so excited to see her in this role. Haven't seen her since my recent binge or fairly recent binge of Bo Jack Horseman. So this was a, a great time for me. I think I really love this episode a lot.
1: Oh, good. Okay. So let's uh, talk about it all. And really, yeah, we get some really like a back and forth with Daniel and Harvey here in this episode. So uh, this is some fun stuff to talk about. And we are going to start things off where uh, that we're seeing like a big meeting with everybody. Actually, actually, we're going to start off with Mike uh, going into his house. I guess Mike is so absent-minded about things. and he I know he said recently where, like, oh, that's not how it works with my photographic memory. But, like, shouldn't Mike be able to just, like, look at his schedule and memorize it?
0: it he memorizes it, but he doesn't think about it. You know? It's like he can't find his phone. Like, if he thinks to look at his schedule, then, yeah, that'll that'll probably help him. But I think it's one of those things where it's like, yes, he knows his schedule, but if you don't ask him about it, he's ne- it's never going to be front of mind. Yeah. Like, it's like me. I, I can tell you what I ate earlier today, but... If you ask me about it, like I wouldn't just be, you know, it wouldn't be front of mind. If you ask me about it, I could probably think about it and work it out. For him, the mm-hmm. thinking about it and working it out is probably just a lot faster. All
1: right. So Mike has somehow forgotten about a, a dinner with his grandma, and it also seems like that he is like breaking and entering into his own apartment, which I didn't really understand. Um, but he's like, uh, like intruder. Like I, I'm gonna, like I have a, I'm coming in with a weapon.
0: Yeah, Granny's inside, and he doesn't know that she's in there because he completely forgot about their dinner date. He caught she caught a ride, a shuttle with some muscular guy named Donald from the nursing home Whoa. who brought her. Yeah, she did it on purpose. She said, "I need to see the muscular guy named Donald." And so, um, but when he gets there, he's very surprised to see that she's already in there. And so, yeah, he thought there might have been an intruder.
1: Okay, so he gets to catch up with Granny for a little bit, and uh, you know, he so he loves his job so much. He's so caught up in things. Meanwhile, back at the office, uh, you know, Daniel Hardman is there, and we get to see that, okay, he is, hey, look, I'm not an important part here. You know, I'm just here to, like, serve as – he says, this really threw me for a loop. Uh, He's like, Mm -hmm. Jessica's still the head of the firm. Just consider me the bill to Hillary if she had won. I was like, hold on. Like, what? What? Well, what the freaking hell? And I, I realized he must have been talking about the two thousand eight primary of Hil- had Hillary Clinton beaten out Barack Obama in the primary. Uh,
0: I feel like I guess I guess it makes sense. I mean, I guess I I just caught that he was like you know Bill Clinton used to be in charge, Hillary would be in charge, and so I guess he was equating uh, Bill and Jessica. But I actually didn't think about like the ramifications of the election he was actually speaking about when it comes to Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Does he have a time machine?
1: Has, has he gone to 2016 before he came back to 2012?
0: Yes. I, I mean, it's a good thing to point out. Like he said it so, so like, so flippantly as well. Like, you know, just like, oh yeah. Like when Hillary lost, I'm like, she hadn't lost, yet. I mean, she, she <laughs> she lost things, Yeah, I mean, she technically lost other things. He knew. I mean, that's, a,
1: you know, Daniel Hardman, that he is like, uh, <laughs> he had the spoilers. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and so that there's a case that has to do with this hospital negotiation, and he wants to work on it, but Jessica uh, says, "Like, no, 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 no. Like, uh, Har- Harvey's already working on that."
0: Yeah, she assigned it to Harvey last night, and Harvey's like, "Yep, yep, it's me. I'm the one. it's, mm-hmm. I've been working on it all morning." And Daniel's like, "Interesting. It's funny yeah. that you say that, but okay." Okay. So, and this
1: is going to be the contention in this episode between Harvey and Mike, and I'm sorry, Harvey and and Daniel. And so that Harvey's going to try to like give Daniel like some pro bono cases to work on. And then uh, he sends Mike to go fetch them. And Mike's like, I can't. I have to go to Rachel's desk. Like, uh, come on. Your grandma was right about you.
0: Yeah. First of all, Mike is asleep at the desk because he had such a long night trying to, you know, stay up with granny and talk to her, even though he came home late. He's so deep into sleep that when Harvey wakes him up, he just yells out something about a can opener. Did you catch yeah, that? Yeah, what's with all the can opener lore? I'm telling you, some nasty stuff going on. <laughs> we really need to explore. I'm just saying, look, I'm not gonna air it out. Yeah, but I know what's happening here and uh, some nasty stuff, it's a freaky shit. But um, yes, uh Mike is afraid to go talk to Rachel. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to Rachel because I broke up with her and it's kind of awkward. So he's sending Donna to do his dirty work and Rachel is not okay. Um, she is basically very broken up about this Mike thing because she can tell something's off and she doesn't. She just doesn't know what it is. Um, and so, yeah, Mike is supposed to be doing uh, grunt work for Harvey, trying to help um, Harvey with this case against the nurses so that he can keep Daniel Hardman at bay. So, all right, the nurses are coming in and we meet Margot Martindale, who's like the head of the
1: Queen. nurses union. And Harvey is like, already, right, he's like, uh, all right, Mike, you
0: ready to stick it to the nurses? Mike's like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes, absolutely. Give me more of that. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, Harvey comes in as the fifth negotiator to go up against Margot Martindale. She is no slouch.
1: So uh, there's a lot of talk about nurses. I I want to call out a piece of feedback that we got on this episode. This is from Dr. Hannah, last name, uh, who we called on Renap a couple episodes uh, back when we were, you know, doing area code roulette. She says, Mm -hmm. what is up with all the nurses are sexy in this episode? That can stay in 2012. I've been loving watching the series for the first time with you all. It's always interesting to see how the shows that might not be so old Feels so dated, especially by how they refer to the women and the gender issues. Uh, so yeah, there is a lot about like sexy nurse, nurse
0: fantasy, nerd, like hello uh, nurse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, uh, I believe. Yeah, I believe Harvey makes a reference to Mike's first crush being Nurse Ratchet. Um, and then um obviously Mar- margo Martindale's here and she's talking she, you know she's kind of flirting with Harvey in a way it's very much yeah this nurse environment is sexually charged and it shouldn't be these are professional uh people right like Mar- 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 Margot Martindale later on when she uses her reference about a nurse she actually talks about a gentleman uh being uh, mm-hmm. one of the nurses you know and so it doesn't have to be sexualized but for some reason you know it's 2012 I guess so yeah that does date the show yeah. a lot no, I can't even
1: talk about this nurse slander because then the First Lady of Podcasting could uh, run up here and take over the microphone. She's not going to have it.
0: All right. Rob, do you know any sexy nurses? Yes or no?
1: <laughs> that, um, No comment. That, that, uh, yeah, <laughs> My ner- client would like to yeah. take his fifth uh, amendment uh, right here. <laughs> a, a, a nurse can be or uh, or cannot be sexy, but that has nothing to do with their occupation.
0: Good job, Rob.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there you go. All right. But uh, so Margot Martindale, uh, she's a tough negotiator. Uh, she's like, hey, we need raises. Like uh, they got money for all these other things at the hospital. Like, give us some of this money.
0: Right. Harvey tries to, like, you know, say, listen, I'm not like these other negotiators. I- Here's a number that you know, you guys are going to love. It's for y'all, it's for us. This I'm ending this now. She takes a look at it and says, this is a number we would have taken yesterday had we not heard about that new acquisition that y'all got, this new money that you got for these uh, equipment. Mm -hmm. And so, since I know you got more money, we want that. And, of course, Mike tells her, you know, legally, we can't even give you that money. It's allocated to our other things. She's like, well, I guess we don't have a deal then. Marco Martindale is not here for the games. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so... Mike uh, is going to be like uh, thinking that maybe there's some different ways to go about this. Harvey really wants to go and play hardball uh, with them. Uh, They're going to go into court. And so uh, Daniel gets to the court early. Daniel Hardman, apparently like he knows the judge and uh, the judge is like, oh, Daniel Hardman. uh, So great to see you here. Yeah, whatever you want.
0: That's fine um and harvey is pissed he says he's gonna punch him he does he does threaten violence uh to daniel hardman which i I think has a lot less to do with this case and more to do with this he just hates that man so much but yes uh daniel hardman's idea is to get uh an injunction uh to to stop this whole thing for for the time being to buy everybody more time i guess uh and uh harvey says that that was Mike Ross's idea too, and he hated it when Mike said it. He hated it when Daniel said it. But Daniel kind of pulled rank on Harvey and got this case moved. It also doesn't hurt that people like Daniel Harvin. You know, we we we've pointed out it several times that Harvey doesn't have the best relationship with judges or other people that he goes up against. But Daniel Harvin apologized for fraud and for his, uh, infidelity against his sick sick wife, his sick now passed away wife, and everybody was just like, "Oh, Daniel, that Daniel, we're good to have him back." So. It, Harvey's fighting an uphill battle against somebody who is as charismatic, as charismatic and likable as Daniel Harmon is. Yeah, I mean
1: Harvey and Daniel are very different people. Where you know Harvey's like a you know. Um morally, I think sometimes can be in the right place, but that sometimes uh could go in either way. But, you know, Harvey's attitude is like, all right, this is how it is. Uh, you know, this is this is what I want. I'm gonna get what I want, you're gonna give it to me. And if you sort of like uh enjoy that vibe, that's you know, then he'll like you. But uh Otherwise, like Daniel Hardman is like a little bit more of a like a manipulator and is going to all about like giving people what they want. And so making them feel good and will like uh, scratch their backs in a way that Harvey is going to be more likely to say, no, F you, just give me what I want.
0: Right. And I misspoke earlier. Yeah. Harvey, Harvey's fine with the injunction he doesn't want the the TRO. And that's what Daniel Hardman and Mike Ross are both, uh, you know, positing that they should do. The judge grants the TRO, but Harvey's like, an injunction would have stopped it. And so now we got to see a cold war between Harvey and Daniel Hartman here. You know, they're both taking shots at each other, but they're not doing it directly. They're like trying to win this uh, legal issue, you know, this legal battle. And so when Harvey finds out about the injunction, he decides to go over Daniel, Har- uh, I'm sorry, about the TRO, he decides to go over Daniel Hartman's head and mm-hmm. go directly to the nurses union again and say, look, Marco Martindale, you want to do strikes? Fine. The offer we offered you last time, is off the table. And the longer you the longer you hold this strikeout, the less our uh, offer is going to be until eventually you're just going to give up. Y'all are going to cave and there's nothing you can do about yeah. it. And he storms off and leaves her standing there in shock.
1: Well, she says earlier in the episode, like, hey, we'll go on strike. We have like a, you know, a fund for striking workers. And Harvey says to her, like, I looked at your fund. It has a week's worth of money in it. You'll starve. Go ahead. Go on strike. We won't even have a meeting about this for a month. My last yeah. offer, it's gone. He like rips it up and throws it on the floor. And Mike's like, Harvey, you're littering.
0: Yeah, Harvey's no. And and Margot Martindale, Eminem, as I like to call her, she's like, hey, I don't care. We'll starve then. I am Margot Martindale, bitch. You know, like she's mm-hmm. like, she's not having it. She, bro, I love her so much in this. Uh, but she uh Harvey's not wrong. They they do not have the funds to outlast uh his demands. And so now Harvey has the upper hand on the nurses and Daniel Harvin, but this is making Mike Ross look pretty bad because he's kind of like Harvey's right hand, man, as he goes to bully a bunch of nurses.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not his best look uh, throughout the course no. of the series. And so, well, Harvey tells Daniel like, Hey, that's the same idea that my idiot associate had. So uh, Daniel uh, you know, first off, he tells Harvey, like, I, "I, why did you do this? You backed us into the corner. But then Daniel's going to have a, night, a meeting with Mike and say, like, boy, you and I, we had the same idea.
0: Yeah, Look at us. You're so smart. Harvey says Great minds such nice think alike. things about you. Yeah. And Harvey speaks so highly of you. I, it would be crazy. I, just hear me out. Crazy thought. Harvey can't go renegotiate now because he just backed us into a corner. And I can't do it either because I was the one who, who, you know, who filed for the uh, the injunction. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean the TRO but you, Mike you talented young man you could go and talk to nurses for us Mike's like, you're right, I can do it this is my time Mm -hmm. to shine so he goes and he basically goes to the nursing home and finds Margot Martindale where she is and introduces her to his grandmother and you know, that very much endears her, you know, him to her or whatever, uh, to where Margot Martindale's like, look, I like your grandma I like you kid, let me just go ahead and, and key you in on a little secret Our nurses are overworked by a lot. They're working 15-hour shifts, and then instead of going home to their families and getting paid for working overtime, they stay here, and they do more work, and they don't sign the papers for it, you know, the the time clock for it, um, because they're not supposed to work after a certain time. And so they're doing work and not getting paid for it, and we don't want that to ever happen again, so we need more money, Michael.
1: Okay, Chappelle, could you just remind me that is, is grandma looped in on, like, all the chicanery going on with Mike pretending to be a lawyer?
0: I don't
1: know (laughs) because Uh, I I, I don't really remember either. Like I remember grandma saying like you got to ditch Trevor. He's no good. Um, And she's talking about his job. Like, oh, you must be so excited about your job. You love it. But like it just it did feel like a little bit of like maybe. And again, maybe the associates are going to write it and say, no grandma knows everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, if uh, Marco Martindale is like, well, you must be so proud of your grandson. He's such a he's such a accomplished lawyer. It's like what?
0: <laughs> Mike, yeah. What? Lawyer? Lawyer. My Where grandson did go law didn't school? go to Harvard. Yeah. Gr- I nah, wish. I, 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 I think Granny knows he has an important job. I don't think she knows that it's in law. And so when he's meeting with the, or that he's a lawyer per se, you know, maybe he's convinced her that he's a paralegal Mm -hmm. or, you know, or maybe he convinced her that he's like a legal assistant or something like that or a legal secretary, kind of like Donna, um, maybe something of that nature, uh, because yeah, I don't remember him telling her, she also told him that, you know, to get on the straight and narrow and this is not exactly that, that, Mm -hmm. you know, the definition of that, um, But she does seem like she's playing into the bit, you know. She's like, oh, you know, he speaks so highly of you, Margot Martindale. He just loves you so much. I just love this kid. He's so great. No, he definitely, you know, locked me in here years ago, and I just love the services that you have. So he's not just saying this stuff to kiss your ass. You know, Granny's in on it. She's not in on everything, but she's got his back.
1: All right. So Margo Martindale says, explains like, hey, nurses stay late. They don't clock out on time because they end up like uh, doing all this extra work and they don't bill for it. And so that that's how great nurses are. Also, you know, grandma's medication is not, uh, you know, it's set up the right way unless the nurses come in. Basically that they're looking for 10% more to cover the extra staff. Okay. Mike feels good about this. He's going to go back and uh, tell Harvey about all of this. And uh, basically that's Mike's uh, counter offer.
0: Yeah. And Mike's excited. He's like, look, look what I did. Harvey, I did a thing. Harvey's like, you, you did kid. You really did. I'm so happy for you. Meanwhile, in Harvey's head, he's thinking, that damn Daniel Hartman. He got to you. Uh, let me go talk to Daniel Hartman. And Dan, uh, Harvey is pissed because he hates Daniel Harvey. I mean, Hartman. So he goes to uh, to Daniel in the bathroom. He's like, hey, hey, you, don't talk to my associate. You lied to Mike mm-hmm. Ross. And Daniel says, You okay, and, you know, we need him to do a thing. He's like, yeah, but you lied to him. You told us that you were, under, you were not going to be that guy anymore. And look at you, lying. And you just got back here. And Daniel says, so, Harvey, you never lied to anybody? Never lied mm-hmm. to Jessica... Mike Ross and mm-hmm. never lied to me. And Harvey's like, not since you've been back. No, he's like, okay. So when exactly did, you know, Jessica assigned you this case? Because we find out that Jessica did not, um, Jessica did not sign this. Uh, she lied to Daniel and Harvey just kind of had her back in that moment. So Harvey doesn't have the moral high ground here against Daniel Hartman. Like he would like to, mm-hmm.
1: um, Daniel Hardman. And it seems like there's a little bit of like a tug of war with him and Mike, uh, Mike meets up with Daniel, like late night. And he's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, hanging out in uh, his office and talking about how uh, that uh, he's smoking cigarettes in Pearson Hardman
0: yeah, I guess that's not illegal, I guess. I don't know. And smoking inside of buildings is always weird for me. But, um, yes, he's smoking cigarettes and he's telling Mike about a story about how his his late wife and him used to share cigarettes after she was, you know, diagnosed with cancer. And it was very clear that she was going to die. You know, so just kind of like a cheat meal. They would smoke a cigarette. I think it was like once a week or something like that. And so... Um, Mike and Daniel Hartman put their heads together to find a legal reason why they can get that money from that equipment fund that the nurses want. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they end up then, uh, bringing back the, uh,
1: nurses into the negotiating table. Um, and this is uh, after Harvey has a meetup with, Lewis about how that they're, they're talking about how uh the, we'll talk about Lewis's storyline but basically the short of it is that the associates they don't respect Lewis and it shows and, and it uh, shows. Lewis and Harvey are sort of like uh, remember the good old days and we used to work so long and these associates they don't know how good they have it and then uh, basically they talk about these twenty hour shifts that they're working at the law firm and Lewis says uh yeah we should fire them all uh and Harvey's like, that's it, Lewis, you're the man, which is a very funny scene when Lewis just keeps playing uh, basically his Harvey soundboard over and over again of you're the man. But that gives Harvey the idea. They bring Margo Martindale back into the office and she thinks that they're going to have this negotiation of this 10 percent offer. And Harvey instead says I've got a contract here uh, to fire all of the nurses that you've been lying about your timesheets. You see how many applications we've got for new nurses sign the contract. Now or you're out on the street.
0: Yeah. They found out you've been working over 20 hours a day and that's illegal. You can't do that. And so if you want to keep your job and you want these 50 other nurses, and if not more to keep their jobs, then you have to sign this negotiation and move on. And she's like, "Mike Ross, I bet your grandma is really proud of you." they <laughs> are like, "Damn, Marco Martindale. yeah, yeah, Eminem, what you doing?" Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no, this is, is actually a really crazy move because it's not—he's not wrong. You know, um, labor laws are very clear about you know, cer- especially certain professions working over a certain amount of time and then not reporting that you're working to is very illegal. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, he has them over a barrel, and this is a win for Harvey. But man, it looks—it makes him look despicable. Uh, there's a bunch of people who are like helping people Mm -hmm. and Harvey's like, yeah, but I'm a bully you (laughs) because you've been overworking yourself. I was like, it's not the greatest look.
1: And Harvey's saying like uh, that deal that you made uh, that would have made the hospital go out of business. They would have been out of a job anyway. Uh, But Mm -hmm. Mike really uh, not feeling good about the whole thing uh, that Harvey's then going to try to explain to Mike, you know, Daniel Hardman is a bad guy. He was stealing all the money. And then he told us it was for his wife with cancer, but it was really for his mistress. And so you better not trust Daniel Hardman.
0: Nope. You better not trust him. And Mike, maybe he doesn't, but Daniel Hartman has been putting in some really good work with Mike Ross. You know, um, mm-hmm. he, he comes off looking a lot better than Harvey in this episode. And, you know, he was able to ingratiate himself by talking about the cigarette thing and for actually listening to Mike's opinion. Uh, so yeah, I think uh politically this is a this is a good episode for Daniel Hartman and maybe not the greatest for Harvey again.
1: Not great for Harvey. But l- mm-hmm. let's go back to this Lewis storyline where Lewis in this episode that he is, I guess, the subject of there's like some sort of like publication that is like polling all of the associates at the various law firms and asking them about the quality of life. And so Pearson Hartman has the second lowest quality of life among all of the associates that are out there. Um, Lewis looks at this as like a badge of honor.
0: No, he's actually disgusted that they're not the lowest <laughs> quality of life. Yeah. He says, who beat us? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I need. I know. I need to know. Like that, we're second best at being the worst place to work mm-hmm. because his goal is to make the associates' life hell so they'll appreciate it more once they've made it to the you know to the big leagues, right? And so he's like, I'm putting you through all this grunt work and giving and making this hard for you because it will pay off later on. And so Jessica's like, Yeah, that's cool or whatever, but. If you keep that up, Harvard's not going to let us recruit on campus anymore. And if Pearson Hardman is, uh, loses Harvard, then that's it. You know, uh, Lewis says Pearson Harvard, Hardman is no nothing without Harvard, and Harvard's nothing without Pearson Hardman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, is that true? Do you think Harvard is nothing without Pearson Hardman? I think Harvard Law might be, you know, yeah. like I think this might be their like their big school, their, their big feeder school type situation, you know, like they they have a good relationship where Pearson Hartman goes and does does great work, and it looks great for Harvard alumni to have their name on it, and then Pearson Hartman goes and gets more Harvard alumni and bring them to do good work, so yeah. it, it feeds into itself.
1: I am loving Lewis's dictaphone is just a staple in this episode. Lewis, is I can't just wait till it goes away. I cannot the, keep the dictaphone. best time. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, Lewis is like, "Okay, I want you to convince uh this reviewer that's coming in that Pearson Hardman
0: makes you poop rainbows." Yes. And so we bring in Sheila's ass because <laughs> Sheila's ass is serious and she's about that business. She's from Harvard and she uh there's no nonsense. She's very much like Lewis. Lewis yeah. Lit. Do you have the
1: pronunciation of uh, Sheila's last name, right?
0: Yes, Sass.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sheila's ass. P- people are clocking her immediately as this is the female Lewis. I didn't really see it at first.
0: It was very much, I guess it's her demeanor because I didn't see it at first either. But these associates know him very well. They know Lewis very well. And I could just tell by the way she was moving that not only is this woman very much like Lewis, but Lewis might actually have like a little fling, you know, a thing for mm-hmm. uh Sheila's ass. He might be into yeah. Sheila's ass
1: she speaks very bluntly and directly like Mm -hmm. Lewis. And so she actually thinks that the associates are incorrect in that, you know, that this is Lewis is doing things exactly by the book, but they're just not giving him the respect because they think that he doesn't work as hard as they do.
0: Yeah. Sheila's ass is crossing the line this time because I think that she's supposed to come in and do a survey, but she's telling Lewis, I heard the survey but I don't believe them. I, I think don't believe that you were a man, a man of, you know, uh, a certain caliber and I don't think that you were out here uh making these associates do your job for uh for them or do their job for you or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh he, he's not giving them all his work. Right. Yeah. And so Lewis is kind of upset about that because Lewis works very hard. We hear Harvey even tell him, like, you're one of the hardest workers here. So if your associates think that you're doing all their, uh you're making them do your work, then they're wrong as well. And so Sheila's ass is trying to point Lewis in the right direction here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Lewis ends up then pulling like an all nighter and then basically does all of the associates uh, work for uh for them and it gets like a really big like stump speech gets everybody like uh very pumped up about how you know he did all the work he can do it faster than them he's giving them experience and if they don't want it they can go somewhere else and who wants more casework?
0: right he goes in and does every single one of their assignments in one night uh so what else do they have to do except Casework, grunt work, mm-hmm. you know, doc reviews, you know, spell check the little things that he claims that, that, you know, they claim that he just doesn't have the time to do or the patience to do. But um, he's better than any of them at all of that. And so it's like, yeah, I don't have to do those things because I've gotten all the, you know, the training and the, and the time and the reps in the associates room doing this stuff. It's your turn. And this is how you learn. Because if you don't want to learn from the best and be the best, you can go. And I'll write you a re- recommendation letter sending you off to go somewhere else. But if you're going to stay here and you want to be a part of greatness, these are the things you got to do to make that happen. And so the associate seems to finally get it. And thanks to Sheila's ass, uh Lewis has earned their respect a little bit.
1: Yeah, thanks to Sheila. I would love if Sheila could come back and see her in future episodes. The only thing I didn't like is that uh one of my fellow SUNY schools is uh catching strays that uh Sheila says to Lewis that if they don't straighten out their act, they're gonna be recruiting from SUNY Binghamton.
0: Yeah, and uh that was like the worst case scenario for Lewis. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, not that no, not that anything, anything but that. Anything but that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not SUNY um, Binghamton. Yeah. And so, uh, that showed that shows uh, Lewis that uh, Sheila meant business. Sheila's ass meant business, and so yeah. uh, he was able to take that direction. So hopefully, we see Sheila's ass in the future. I'm a big <laughs> fan of Sheila's ass as well. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Rachel and uh,
1: Donna of it all. Okay, so we had in the last episode the breakup. We talked about all the schmoopy talk between Mike and Rachel, and so uh, Donna has to go get folders from Rachel. Rachel has a bunch of like pop-ups going off on her computer. She's like, "Ah, uh, damn, dating sites." Chappelle, is, is this accurate? If you if you go to dating sites, you get a bunch of pop-up blocker or pop-ups coming up.
0: Oh, that's not my ministry. I don't go on dating sites. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I feel like
1: that maybe Rachel was going on some other websites if she's getting these kinds of issues Whoa. with her computer.
0: You know, first of all, it's a work computer. So it's already kind mm-hmm. of, Rachel, this is not your personal computer. You're not at home. Maybe don't go on dating sites at work. Um, and yeah, and even if you're going on other sites, don't do that at work because then you get these pop-ups. Um, but it does look like, you know, the algorithm has caught on that she might be interested in getting into the dating pool. And so now all her advertisements are starting to look like that. Yeah. And
1: so uh, Donna and Rachel, they're talking about uh, her dating profile and they're, like I, I thought they had like a, a weird conversation about how uh, Donna says, oh, did you want me to be the one to take sexy f- photos of you? And then one thing leads to another?
0: Right. And, uh, and Rachel's like, no, I just don't know what to put in my bio. Like, yeah. you know, she's, she's really struggling. Rachel with, might need to go uh, visit HR. Rachel has no right. <laughs> Rachel been showing her ass for uh, a season and a half in the office and she does not she has no right to go to HR Mm -hmm. um, because if so I think we need to drag everybody in there this is Grey's Anatomy style offenses uh, here on Suits and so yeah I think that Donna honestly probably has the right idea though Mm -hmm. Rachel is so hell bent on trying to figure out what to put in this bio that she's overthinking it maybe she's overthinking it because she's beautiful and if she just puts a picture up there Shooter's gonna shoot Mm -hmm. every time
1: yeah yeah. She's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get any attention on these dating sites. Shut up. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, stop stop it. Stop
1: I'm not it. even good enough for Mike.
0: <laughs> I, if I can't get Mike Ross, what am I going to do out here on Match.com? <laughs> like, lady, shut up.
1: Mm-hmm. Stop it. <laughs> so uh, they go on. It's like Chappelle O'Clock. I was like, what is, this is Bender that Donna and Rachel go on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is my this is my bag right here, man. I've I've been there before. I've never lied about being a lawyer, but uh I respect the move. Donna and It Rachel, was funny. Yeah, they go on a, they go to a bar and they say look, Rachel was so uh insecure about being a lonely paralegal that this time they're gonna be whatever they want to be. And they go undercover as uh Michelle Ross and was it Harriet Specter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The two the legal team at uh Spencer Har- uh, Pearson Hartman.
1: Yeah, and so uh, they have a whole uh, funny sequence where they're getting drunk. Um, Later on, Mike comes in and sees Rachel's computer, and
0: it's like, "What? A dating site?" She's like, "Get away from my computer! You Mm -hmm. don't, you don't have any right over there." He's like, "Whoa! I just came to get a folder," and he's like, "So, Mm -hmm. but we're talking about is Rachel's homepage match dot com." I think she let her computer go to sleep, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh and then, you know, he tapped the like the, the mouse and then it woke up and it was like, oh, shoot, match.com, which is really, again, this is sloppy work, Rachel. You're at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mike is talking about all the things that she could
1: write in her bio that Mike should have been on with us when we were pimping people's uh, dating profiles on Renap. But um, <laughs> then he had all these things and then she, uh, he makes a comment about how you know like oh you're gonna get all these replies he's like oh why because your bio is so great mike
0: and he's like no because you're pretty
1: what, what? <laughs> me She's like, you you think you think like i'm i'm, attracted. I'm like I'm, I'm pretty this is the same woman like mike shows up at pearson hardman day one and she's like, oh, and if you're like, I can tell you're going to ogle me. You're going to hit on me like every other person that's ever walked through this door. Like what has happened to Rachel's self-esteem in these 15 episodes of Suits that we've watched where she's like, no, like nobody could ever love me.
0: <laughs> no, like Mike Ross can he rocked her world, Rob. I guess so. The woman, she had it all. She was, she was like at the top of her game. All the associates were coming to the yard because her milkshake was popcorn or whatever. And mm-hmm. so here, Mike Ross is like, uh. He's not as into her as she's used to, probably. And maybe she does have some self-esteem issues. You know, people will shoot at people, you know, as far as, like, a uh, hit on them, uh, even if they're not that attractive to them, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so it's not it's not necessarily a mark of your attractiveness that you're getting hit on. But it is a a very big difference than how, you know, from the confidence that she exuded in the first episode to now. Mm-hmm. And so I I don't love that because it just feels a little unbelievable. Mike broke her. On top at, that she's, you know, the Duchess, yeah, so you know, it's kind of like okay, all right. So then by the end of the episode, Donna's
1: like, Oh, Rachel, like you look different today, you must have a date. Oh, okay, I'm like, Boy, I guess she
0: did, she did go uh move pretty fast on this match.com. All she had to do was post a picture. <laughs> did, I mean, she might not get a date that she wants, but she's gonna get a date. Um, but no, yeah, turns out she's not going on a date at all. She, well, a she date has with a date the LSATs, with the a Proctor Texas, damn, like this, uh, you know, whatever. He got, she got the LSAT coming, she's been studying up. She'd been talking to Mike about it for a while. And now she gets to sit in and take this test for, I don't know, whatever, how many times she's taking it, the fifth time or something. Um, but, Rob, do you think Rachel Zane is ready? You know, we we kind of end the episode with a cliffhanger showing that she's ready to take the LSAT. She's in the, she's in the room. She's got her pen and the pencil or whatever the case may be. But do you think this is the one? Is this the big break for Rachel? I mean, it doesn't
1: seem like she's been studying. It seems like she's been, no. been pretty busy with Mike and his uh, BS.
0: She was talking to him about it. I, mm-hmm. Even when they got ready to uh, break up, when, she, when when Mike was coming to tell her that he couldn't do this, uh, she was like, yeah, I've been thinking about the LSAT. And he just kind of interrupts her like, no, Rachel, we need to talk about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's been putting some thought into it, but I don't know. Uh, honestly, I'm not even joking. I do not remember how the results of this go. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was just <laughs> we'll wondering what your, yeah, what your actual opinion is about Rachel Zane and her prospects to actually do well in the... Um, yeah. LSAT. you know did we get
1: into uh then you know we're talking about uh rachel of it all but i don't think we got into uh her and mike's big conversation and where rachel's like why can't you
0: be with me tell me You just love me you must love have me. a secret and he's like i do have a secret but i can't tell you the secret and she's like what but why yeah and he's like because i can't harvey said so and so yeah they have a big fight and Mike's like, if I tell you the secret, my life is over. Can Bye. never take it back. Right. And I'm like, Rachel, you being, yeah, he has a secret. She's like, what? Are you married? or something like that. I was like, we know she doesn't care about that. Uh mm-hmm. so she was hoping he'd be like, Yeah, I'm married. And she's like, Oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, here, this doesn't make any sense. She can't figure out what's going on. And so she's distraught about, you know, what Mike could possibly be hiding from her. That's so bad that uh she wouldn't be able to date him, or that he wouldn't think uh she was good enough to date him. Okay. Max. Chappelle, who gets the litty? Ew. i oh, would definitely not this couple. Um, does Harvey it, get the? Litty? I, maybe it's Lewis. No, no, not Harvey. No, after what he did to the it. nurses, he. I mean, he. Lewis gave him. that speech. Lewis did give that speech. You know what? And he got. And look, he gave that speech. And he and he met Sheila's ass. I think you're right. I think Lewis. He's back on the yeah, board. He's back, baby. Cue another one up for Lewis. Mm-hmm. You're the I man, like I, Lewis. I, you're the man, Lewis. You're the man. You record this. You got Chappelle saying it too, Lewis. You're the man. <laughs> I I like this a lot because uh, I'm not the biggest Lewis fan throughout season one, and so season two, I think he's starting off uh, on a better foot. I, I'll take okay. that.
1: All right, let's do a couple of pieces of feedback. Suitspodcast.com/slash-feedback. Patty actually had sent us uh, feedback. Uh, going back to the last episode, uh, that Patty said in episode two, folder slamming is back on track with three, but Mike should have gotten a negative one score for hookups. Uh, <laughs> so, should Mike got a negative one for hookups in uh, the <laughs> based off of the last
0: episode? He interrupted Harvey's hookup. Harvey was being an international man of mystery uh, and he had a date and Mike came in and ruined it. Uh, Now I'm pretty sure Harvey still enjoyed his date, but then Mike did have uh, some struggles with the Rachel area as well. Mm -hmm. Fine. Taking one off the board for him. That's Mm -hmm. fine.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Minus one. for. for
0: (laughs) It's what he deserves. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, And then uh, David uh, wanted to know, uh had had a question. Uh what do you think about the Female Lewis? Uh we're, we're very high on Female Lewis.
0: Sheila's ass. I love mm-hmm. her. Love her to death. What you say her real name is her the actress Ra- Rachel is it Rachel, Rachel Harris? Harris. Yeah. Yeah, she is so funny. I, think she's, I really um
1: w- from the Daily show. Uh I might be talking out of my ass on that one. do uh, but yeah, I don't believe, do that. I believe that is uh where I think she really made her uh first uh mark.
0: I love her and everything that she's in and I cannot remember what the show was that I started loving her in the most like first and Rob, I I kind of think it suits. I think this mm-hmm. is the show I I love her from. So mm-hmm. uh hopefully a lot more Sheila's asked to to come.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, she's just been in like uh you know a million things uh looking at her. I almost every single that there are some great like character actors across the the history of suits.
0: Uh uh-huh, including Eminem, yeah. Margot Martindale,
1: yeah. Uh, but um, yes,
0: this this is another one where she's in everything at least once.
1: Yeah. So okay, she's in a bunch of acting things, and so uh, great job there for Rachel's ass. Okay. All right, Chappelle, Rachel Harris. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah, please don't talk about this woman's body parts like sorry, that. We're I, not I apologize.
1: Her. I apologize. Yes, it's not 2012. All right. No. Chappelle, anything else from uh, Suit season two, episode three?
0: Uh, no, just that Louis and Jessica did kind of have their run in a little bit because, uh, Jessica had been asking Harvey, you know, um, about Daniel and about the, you know, the fact that Harvey had been going behind her back and stuff like that. Um, and Daniel does apologize to Jessica, you know, he does, he goes there and like, you know, I I didn't mean to overstep. I wasn't trying to step on your toes when I, all this other stuff. And Jessica's like, well, what about my T-set? And he's like, Well, my, my wife gave you that. He said, But I can we believe it. anything he her. says? Uh, no, but this does make Jessica feel pretty bad. And then we see Jessica later on go to Lewis, and t- uh, you know, she heard his speech to the to the associates. And this is the one moment where it does look like Jessica is kind of like, Lewis, you good? You're everything all right at home? And Louis, like, yeah, everything's fine. Uh, everything's uh everything's good. I'm just gonna go now. And it's clear. That she's losing grasp of Lewis as well, and Mm so uh, Daniel might be winning her over a little bit, but she's losing Lewis in the meantime. All right,
1: well, can't wait to see where this all goes. We'll be back with episode Mm -hmm. four tomorrow. Uh, Chappelle, where could people keep up with you? at SuitsPod on Twitter and at
0: Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter.
1: Okay, and then head on over to SuitsPodcast.com. Make sure you're subscribed. And we love getting your feedback and star ratings over on Apple Podcasts. Helps more people find the show as we're rolling along here in season two. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.